This program is brought to you by friends and partners of Shaiju Matthew and Revive Nations. always somebody that will challenge your revelations because there is somebody that has an understanding of who Jesus is and Jesus told about her it will not be taken from her this portion that she has chosen it will not be taken from her her revelation it will not be taken from her let me declare this over you it will not be taken from you or your children in Jesus mighty name Hi kids, I'm Super K and the word saves the day. What's that I hear? Joshua, don't be afraid. Look at all these fish. Whoa. So guess what happens next? In the west All you need is water, some food coloring, and Red some bleach. No, but you don't understand. My cows, my kids, even my mean wife. Have a little one that you desire to see grow in the things of God? Subscribe to Revive Nations Kids on YouTube for an exciting array of programs every week. ReviveNations.tv is now open to live participation to our services. desire is to know you more. Is it so? Oh my Lord, 
Let it come from the cribbage of your heart. Uh, oh my. Let it come from intimacy. Oh my. Listen. Let me show you intimacy, okay? Stand for me with me for a little more. John chapter 12 and verse 1. Don't open your Bibles. I promise you it is from the Bible. Verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served. And Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment. Everybody say expensive. expensive. Made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Everybody say this after me. The house, the house. was filled, filled with the fragrance. Repeat it after me. The house, the house. Was, filled was filled with worship. With worship. Are you sure? Yes. No, 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 if you're not sure, don't say yes. Tonight, this morning, whatever time zone you're watching us from, I want you to consider, has my worship filled the house yet? We are not here to play church. We are here to have church. Go ahead, you're clapping, do it right. My desire is to know you more. That's your desire. That's your desire. Your desire is what? Is to know you more. Let me help you to take it to the next level. There is a one kind of a Jesus lover that is not interested in simply sitting at his feet. She's interested in bringing something expensive to his feet. There is one kind of a Jesus lover that is not just interested in bringing something expensive, but she's interested in filling the room with the aroma of our worship. Hey. They are the ones that are not here to look cute. They are here to break the alabaster jar. They are the ones that are not, they don't care about breaking a sweat. They're looking forward to breaking a sweat. They are the ones that says, I don't care if you don't like me. I just want to make sure that my worship is not cute this morning. It has to fill the room. It has to fill the room. Come on now. Let your hallelujah fill the room. There you go. Let your adoration fill the room. My desire is to know you more. Tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him. Desire. So, 
this is this is the situation everybody is politely sitting and worshiping jesus everybody is politely sitting and staring at jesus and hearing his voice dignified but one woman one woman she said okay you all sit on your cute chair looking cute but me i have been too much loved to stay where i am i want you to picture this room i want you to picture the room i want you to picture how jesus is sitting on a chair and everybody is sitting on a chair mary with spiritual intelligence looked at it and said no that can't be right we are not equals if my master is sitting on a chair i want to sit beneath where he is sitting ah listen the moment you become aware of the reality of who you are and the reality of who he is the hand of the lord will now come and raise you up high can i help somebody can i help somebody the reason why god has still not reached out and lifted some of us is because we come into the church with the spirit of entitlement we come into the church thinking we are somebody we come in the church we we, we like our our ties and suit too much that we are not we do not allow ourselves to humble ourselves our third degrees on the thermometers are too loud our money in the bank we've saved it too much we are too dignified when we come into his presence but a real apostle of jesus takes his crown oh he lays it aside and falls face on the floor and say lord i worship you that is what the apostles did in heaven in a perfect place they sense their imperfection in the presence of the perfect master one more time in a perfect place in heaven they could sense their imperfection in the sense of the perfect master we are entering into a season of great encounters we are entering into a season of great nearness how many of you entered into this place and felt the nearness of god can i tell you that nearness did not come by dignified people that nearness came because of Mary's in the room that left their seat and said i want to know you more so people of god i want to ask you are you going to be one among those in the room that were just leaning back and listening to the conversations of jesus or are you the mary in this generation today i'm bringing you principles that is going to change your encounters with god the way hear me the way the lord will begin to engage with you. and now i'm prophesying the way the lord will engage with you will change from today the manner in which god will begin to have a relationship with you is going to get deeper from today the way the lord will respect you versus everybody else in the room is going to shift from today my desire is to know you more so 
this is what I want you to do. I want you to say, Lord, I am done being an ordinary Christian with today. Today, bury your old Christian. Bury the Christian. That is a normal Christian. On the balcony, I want you to do something different. I know you may, if everybody comes down, we may not have place. But I want you to take at least two steps out of where you are standing. I want you to move out of the chair. I want you to kneel there. I saw some of you kneeling on the balcony. How many of you understand it? God is waiting to do something what no eyes have seen, what no ears have heard, what no hearts have received. But it will come not because of the majority in the room. It will come because of a Mary that is willing to bring something expensive to the feet of Jesus. What doesn't cost you? will not move the heart of Jesus. What doesn't cost you? Something expensive, meaning it cost her to bring a worship. It must, when you bring a worship to Jesus, it must cost you. It must cost you. That is why it, is, it will be called as worship. Today, I want you to give something to the Lord like you have never given before. The Bible says the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Can this house be filled? The Bible says in Philippians, their giving became a fragrance in the nostrils of God. Their, your giving can cause fragrance in heaven. Can you imagine that? That's in your Bible. Okay, what happens when that happens? When that happens, the enemy is very upset. Verse 4, but Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him said, why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? You will always have a Judas in your midst that will begin to attack giving. There is always a Judas that is saying, why do you want to give to Jesus? Why can't you give it to the poor? There is always somebody that will challenge your revelations. Because there is somebody that has an understanding of who Jesus is and the Bible Jesus told about her, it will not be taken from her. This portion that she has chosen, it will not be taken from her. Her revelation, it will not be taken from her. Let me declare this over you. It will not be taken from you or your children in Jesus' mighty name. Every seed you sow, let it speak for you and your children and your children to come. Some of your grandchildren that are not born, let your seed speak on behalf of your grandchildren that are not born. Let it be a fragrance. So when you give, you should remember that I'm creating fragrance in the room. I'm creating what? Fragrance. Every time you bring an offering to the presence of God, remember you're creating fragrance. At home, at home I hope you're quickly acting right now. What am I doing? I'm creating fragrance. I'm creating fragrance. If you can start giving with that understanding, you're going to see that your walk with God is going to be very different. That's why I said today is a reset for some of you. Because some of you have given a lot, but without understanding. Some of you have given tens of thousands of dollars, but without activating principles. But today, I want you to activate principle. You give out of revelation that I'm creating a fragrance in heaven. I'm creating because the Bible is clear where your treasure is that's where your heart is so don't leave your heart in the bank you leave it at the feet of Jesus the best place to invest is the feet of Jesus 
Ay. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? The best place to invest is where? The feet of Jesus. Some of you will experience greater revival. <laughs> greater encounters. Because now your fragrance is filling the room. Your fragrance is filling the room and God cannot resist it. God has to now acknowledge it. Can you imagine giving in such a way where now Jesus has to stop his preaching and acknowledge your giving? Think about it. The kind of giving where now Jesus has to stop what he's doing and say, wait a minute, I saw something. I have to interrupt my own sermon to acknowledge the fragrance you're causing to fill in the room. Oh, my desire is to know you Wow, what an amazing word. Welcome back. Just shortly, we are going to go and hear a marvelous word from prophetess Teeny Matthew, our special surprise guest. But before we do that, I want to encourage you in this glorious atmosphere to sow a seed. The information is found on your screen. It could be a one-time gift. It could be reoccurring. This is the God that we serve. He responds to those who give to Him and worship Him with every part of their being. So under this presence, under this magnificent word that I know has penetrated your spirit, would you respond to the Lord and give Him a seed that He will respond back to you. He is faithful. He is true. Now, I want you to prepare your heart and prepare your spirit because right now we are about to go and hear a word from prophetess Teeny Matthew, a word that is laser tuned for you. Be blessed. there welcome back I'm so glad that you could join me once again I know that the Lord has been so good to us and I hope that these videos have been blessing you we live in such a world that sin has become so inevitable it's almost like wherever you go sin is so evident and today I want to give you tools on how we can overcome sin what does sin mean sin means to miss the mark when an archer pulls his bow to shoot and he misses the mark, they shout, sin, sin, which means he missed the mark. In the book of Genesis, when Cain and Abel brought their offering to the Lord, it was only Abel's offering that was accepted by the Lord, while Cain's offering was rejected by the Lord. And Cain was so furious with his brother and the Lord noticed that Cain's countenance was fallen and he asked him, if you had done the right thing, would I not have accepted your offering? Cain and Abel were both given the opportunity, but yet it was Cain who missed the mark. That is why as a child of God, we need to be careful. We can go to church religiously, we can give our offering religiously, but yet miss the mark. Sin gives a foothold to the enemy. In fact, if he can put that one foot in, he uses that one foot to create chaos in your world. 
The Bible says that the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. And the first thing he tries to do is to steal, to steal your clarity, to steal your joy, to steal your peace. Without proper identity, you cannot overcome Satan. And when you are in sin, you won't be able to pray successfully. And in order for you to pray successfully, you need to know who you are in Christ. So sin has caused you to question your identity in Christ. Therefore, you are unable to approach the throne room of grace. So in order for you to go to the throne room of grace, you need to go with boldness. But in order for us to be filled with boldness, we cannot be in sin because sin steals your confidence in Christ. And I want you to understand, this becomes like a chain reaction. If you don't expose, repent and overcome, then Satan comes and takes it to the next level. And the next stage is when the enemy comes to kill. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. It doesn't mean that we die physically right away. But it starts with your spiritual death. When the enemy comes to kill, it starts very slowly. It's not a sudden death. Slowly you start losing your, your walk with God. Slowly you start losing your spirituality. Slowly you start losing your connection with God. Slowly you, you start desiring for the things of the world. Slowly your desire for Jesus and your desire to go to church, your desire to pray, your desire to fellowship with the Lord, to fellowship with children of God, to fellowship with the Word just goes away. And what does spiritual death look like? It is falling from a place where God has placed you. And the Bible says that sin has two characters. One is it creates a hardness of heart. And number two is deceitfulness. And deceitfulness is when you entertain sin so much, it starts becoming a part of you. And you start believing that it's okay to be in sin. It's okay to live in sin. And you start justifying your actions. And that is a very dangerous place to be in because you convinced yourself that it's okay to be in sin and you justify your actions, which leads to your hardness of heart. And the longer you stay unrepentant, the more you will start fighting God and the things of God and everything related to God becomes so irritable to you. And the third stage that the enemy does, he comes to destroy. And this time when he comes to destroy, he takes full possession over your life where he becomes your master. And this is when the enemy comes to access and possess that individual. And now you become a weapon in the hands of the enemy. And you might think that you're doing the right thing, but the enemy has deceived you so much. The enemy has blinded you. Your heart has become so hardened that you think you're doing the right thing, but the enemy has taken full control over your mind. So child of God, I want you to recognize the plans and strategies of the enemy. Don't give a foothold of the enemy in your life. Don't give him any access point in your lives because the enemy is ruthless. When God saw that Cain was furious with his brother, he said, sin is crouching at the door and his desire is over you. Sin is crouching at our doors and its desire is over us. But we have to learn to overcome. We have to learn to say no to sin. We have to learn to say no to the things of the world. We cannot open the door to the enemy because the enemy is ruthless and merciless. You may have shortcomings, but be quick 
to repent. It is better to fall at the fear of Jesus than to fall in the hands of Satan. Acts 17.30 says, The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now He commands all people everywhere to repent. Yes, there was a time you were ignorant, you didn't know, but now that you know, you have to learn to repent and humble yourself and overcome the things that is holding you down. Revelation chapter 2 verse 16 and 17 says, Therefore repent, if not, I will come to you soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth. And when deceitfulness causes us to become unrepentant, then God becomes our enemy. And that is such a terrible place for an individual to be in when God becomes your enemy. We stand the chance of making God our enemy. Think about it. And that is so dreadful when God starts fighting you. And for those who repent and overcome, this is God's promise over you. Verse 17, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. Hidden manna means hidden revelations and the secrets of God will be your portion and the Lord will give you a new name, an identity that is known in heaven, so shall be yours on earth. And I believe that as a child of God, the more we live in obedience, the more we walk in oneness with God, the more the Lord releases His favor over our lives. So I hope you heard God's voice through this video. Follow every instruction and flee from sin that clings to you. And remember, victory is your portion. I pray that the Lord will continue to speak to you and encourage you through these videos. Till we meet again, God bless you. Shalom. Thank you for being part of this End Time Jesus journey. Your partnership with Revive Nations allows us to reach nations with passionate, prophetic, and powerful word from the Lord. If you have been blessed, would you consider giving to this ministry by visiting revivenations.tv? Enjoy hundreds of resources in multiple languages from Prophet Shaiju and Tinny Matthew while visiting revivenations.org. Connect with us on your favorite social media. Distance is not a barrier to God. RevivedNations.tv is now open to live participation to our services. 